Amen. Well, God's good. Yes, he is. Amen. Yes. Well, you're still wondering why we own all this Christmas stuff. It's January. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because what we, what, when me and Pastor sit down and start thinking about January and what we wanted to see and what, what we felt like God was wanting to do, um, not so much what we wanted to see, but what we felt like God was wanting to say to our church and our church family. Um, I don't know about you, but as a kid, do you remember the excitement and the anticipation of Christmas? Yes. You remember that? Yes. I'll give some more people time, yes. time to remember. I know yes. some of you got to travel way back, but <laughs> way back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. But that that excitement I, you know i've got two I've, I've got four kids but i've got two that are little and just that that excitement the excitement about christmas the excitement about the presents the excitement about um a big guy and a big red hat you know um i'm not talking about me and my make make america good you know i'm not never mind <laughs> but the excitement come on people that was funny that was good that was good and so, but the excitement of Christmas, the excitement of being out of school for a couple of weeks, yeah. and then all the parents, the excitement to send them back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, but the excitement, getting to be with family, the Christmas parties, the, the food, that's what I get excited about. Come on, someone. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation, you know, a, a lot, a lot of uh, expectation when it comes to Christmas as a little kid. I mean, you know, as adults, that kind of wanes a little bit. Yes, yes. And, and we were just thinking, man, we, what, what, what can we do? We, we want our church to be a church that's full of faith and full of hope and full of excitement right. and full of expectation yes. and anticipation of what God wants to do. And the Lord began to lead us back to Mark chapter 10. And in Mark chapter 10, I'll, I'll, we'll read it here in just a second. But in Mark chapter 10, it says, uh, well, we'll read it right now. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go ahead. Mark 10, 15, it says this. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Okay? Now, listen, we're not talking about just stepping into heaven. We're talking about, because remember how Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And how many know that Jesus wants, he wants the kingdom to come. He wants you to live in the kingdom here on earth. He wants you to live in the blessing of the kingdom here on earth. He wants you to live under his kingship here on earth. And so there's, 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 we, we want this excitement and this anticipation and expectation of what God can do in our life. And we really felt God leading us in this direction in this series that we're, we just titled Christmas Continued. Okay? Because for the adults, all the kids, they're gone to kids' church now. All the, you know, the adults and the high school and some of the junior high students, you guys are in here. And, and we, we, we just want you guys to... Uh, uh, understand everything that God has for you, okay? And and understand that God is not limited by what we see. God is not limited by anything at all. And so we are asking our church family in the month of January, can you become like a little kid? 
can you, some of you go, I've been waiting for this message. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Someone's got to feed me. Someone's got to change my clothes. Come on, somebody. I've been waiting for this message. But in the month of January, can you become as a little child? And I wanna, we want to go through this series. we got three weeks in this series. This week is my God, can, uh, um, my God is for me. That's, that's this week. Next week, pastor's going to be talking about how my God is with me. The next week, Renee is going to be here. And then the week after that, my God can do anything. Okay? How many know kids believe that? Kids believe that. God's for me. God's with me. And my God can do anything. Okay? Oh, I don't want to jump into my message so quick. I got an hour and 30 minutes I got to get into. Okay? But <laughs> some of y'all, I give you 25, then I'm out of here, preacher. But in January, we want to look at three different attributes of God from the perspective of a child. And we want you to look at this like a child. And today we're going to talk about the goodness of God. And a child would say it like this, hey, God's for me. That's how I've heard kids say, I've heard my kids say that. God's for me. You know, I I remember talking to Josie, she's in kids' church. Okay, I can can share the story. I remember talking to Josie one time, it was just a few months back, and and I was talking to her about something she was was doing. And I said, babe, I I don't know if that's quite right. I I think we got to... We got to make some adjustments here. And I remember her saying this. She looked at me. She goes, well, God's for me. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to argue with that? <laughs> you know? And so, so I, I thought about that when I was preparing today, how God is for us. And if you've ever seen a child, if you raise a child uh, in, in, in a strong Christian home or a good Bible-believing church or just around uh, uh, positive spiritual influences, you're going to see a child has a very simple faith in the goodness of God. Yes. We sing songs like, Jesus loves me, this I know. For Coach Gundy, te- I mean, for the Bible tells, right, I'm kidding, I'm messing. <laughs> yeah. Jesus loves me this, I know, for the Bible tells me so, right? Y'all remember that song? Yeah. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We, we, and we teach our kids songs like this, and... Uh, And they have this faith. They have this faith. When you talk about the goodness of God and how God loves them, kids just have this faith. They have this faith. But one day something happens. One day something they didn't expect or they didn't anticipate, they didn't want, something happens. And I don't know what it might have been for you, but I've known little kids who believed in the goodness of God and one day their parents' marriage started to struggle. And their kid, the kids started to pray, God, help mom and dad. Help mom and dad to have a good marriage. Help mom and dad to stay married. I, I don't want mom and dad to split. I don't want mom and dad to divorce. I don't want mom and dad to separate. But then mom and dad do divorce. And the child's world was just wrecked. And the kid starts to wonder, where is God in this? Why did this happen? I, God, I asked you for this not to happen, and it still happened. What, what happened? <laughs> or the kid had a really close relationship with with a, a grandma, a, a nana, a mimi, a granny, whatever you might call her. And she goes into the hospital and he prays and he prays and he prays and he prays, God, you got to heal grandma. And he believes grandma's coming home. And then one day grandma doesn't go home. And the kid starts to wonder, where, where, 
Where, where are you, God? I prayed and I thought this was going to happen. And, and he starts to wonder if God is good and if God is for me, why, why this happened? Anyone ever thought that? Yes. Just me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Three or four of us? All right. God, if you're really good, why is this happening? And what I want to do today is I want to read you a couple of different verses. I, be, I believe clearly state to us that God is for us. And then I want to show you how believing that can actually transform our life. And what I, when you believe that God is for you, that makes a huge difference on how you live and how you interpret things that come into your life. Okay? And I want you walking out of these doors this morning at about 2 o'clock believing God is for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. One thirty. All right. Jeremiah 29.11. It says this. It says, and this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and you probably 90% of the people in here know this by heart. It says, for I know the plans, what? I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and plans to give you a future. And I believe with all of my heart that God, our good God, has plans for every single person in this facility this morning. And it's good plans. It's plans to prosper you and bless you and plans to give you a hope and a future. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Jared? Because the Bible tells me so. And I learned that as a kid, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And Jesus loves me, this I know, because all the church ladies told me so. Right? And so we know this. We know this. And so when I wake up in the morning, I honestly wake up believing that my marriage is blessed. And when I wake up in the morning, I wake up honestly believing that my kids are blessed. And I wake up in the morning, I believe that, that, that I will have more to give tomorrow than I have today. And I have more to give today than I did yesterday. And when I wake up in the morning, I believe that I will have more to do tomorrow for the kingdom than I have to do today. And I wake up believing that God is going to do something even greater tomorrow than he's doing today. And I wake up in the morning, I believe that God, that God is just awesome and he's powerful. And, and I, 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 believe, I wake up believing God's going to use me in a greater way today than he did yesterday. Amen. I believe that. Yes. And so if you're going through something difficult right now, God wants you to have a hope. And he wants you to know there is a future for you. Yes. Everybody say this with me. Say, God is for me. God is for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God is for me. Now look at him, look at him again, look at him again and say, God's for you. Okay? Say it like you believe it. God is for you. Now, Romans 8, 31, he says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Four of us grabbed hold of that. If God is for us, who can be against us? The very next verse says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all, all. I looked that word up, all, in the Hebrew, it means all. I looked it up in the Greek, it means all. I looked it up in the Oki Dictionary, it doesn't mean y'all, it means all. He graciously gives us all things. 
And so when we realize that God is for us, it changes the way that we look at life. Somebody turn to the person next to you and say, I don't know about you. Come on, say it right. I don't know about you, but God's for me. Okay? God is for me. Now, let me give you three perspective changes that we need to make, and then we'll get out of here and go eat some fried chicken. Okay? Three perspective changes upon this realization that God is for me. When I realize that God is for me, I don't hide from God, I run to God. Okay? When I realize that God is for me, I don't hide from God, I run to God. Now, unfortunately, when you don't trust God, your nature is to run and hide. Remember that very first story in the Bible, Adam and Eve? They both messed up. They both ate the tree. They both ate the fruit of the tree. God said, Adam, where are you? And this is how Adam replied in Genesis 3.10. He said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. I have to stop and make myself pronounce that because back where I grew up, it's naked. Okay? But naked. So I what? I hid myself. Now, it's kind of like I'm just going to tell on myself, kind of like me the other night. Jen and I, we have, uh, we decided several months ago that come January 1st, we're going to start eating better. We weren't going to do it in you know, November or December because that's just stupid, right? <laughs> come on, somebody. But on January 1st, we're going to start eating better. Friday night, we had spaghetti squash. Anyone ever here know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it ain't bad. I'm telling you. Hey, take it from a fat kid. It's not bad. It's not bad. We had spaghetti, and we had it made out of squash. But, and it it was great. Last night, we had, what what they they called it, can I say this in church? They called it cracked chicken. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Chicken in a crock pot better than crack, they said. Never done crack, so I can't tell you, but the chicken's pretty good. How many know what I'm talking about? How many of you have ever done crack? Raise your hand. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> but the night before that, Thursday night, Josie had some friends over to stay, had a friend over to stay the night, and they were up late, uh, as was Jen and I. And I'm sitting in the living room, and it's 2 a.m., a little little after 2, actually. And I'll be honest, this is just two days into this eating better, healthy lifestyle. I'm sitting there a little after 2 a.m., and I'm craving, craving a bowl of cereal. That is my nighttime go-to. I mean, yeah, Yeah. all right. I'm craving, and I'm not just craving cereal. I'm craving frosted mini-weeks, snow-covered haystacks. You know what I'm talking about? One of my favorite cereals out there. And we have some. Well, we had some. Um, And I'm sitting here, and I'm craving a bowl of cereal. And I'm thinking, I'm a 39-year-old man. You know, I went on one of those rants. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, I I, I did. But I'm a 39-year-old man. I'm sitting in my living room with my cupboard full of food, and I'm sitting here starving. This is not what God intended for the abundant life. Right? 
And so a little after two, I go into the cupboard, I get my snow-covered haystacks, I get my frosted mini wheats, and I made me a bowl. And it wasn't the big bowl that I'm used to. It was a smaller bowl, because I'm dieting. But I got me a bowl, and I ate it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm eating, and man, it tastes like German chocolate cake. It was so good. So good. We're less than 48 hours into this thing, and I'm wilting already. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm eating this bowl of cereal, and I'm like, oh, oh, yes, oh, you know, and it's just, I'm, you know, I'm just like cookie monster, just, right? It's so good. And then all of a sudden, I thought she was asleep. And all of a sudden, down the hallway, here comes my wife. I'm like, oh, oh, snap, right? What do I do? You know what my reaction was? Hide the bowl of cereal. And I did. I was sitting under a blanket watching TV. Hide the bowl of cereal. I was like, whoop. Continue watching TV. She walks right by. This is the first time she's finding out about this. She goes to the kitchen. She gets her something to drink. Goes back to bed. Good night, baby. Good night. She, she goes back to the bedroom. I'm like, oh, I've missed you so much. You know? I hid. Because when we're wrong, what do we do? Come on. We hide. A lot of times we hide. My reaction was to hide. Even something I knew was not on my diet. I hid. I hid. But that's how sin is. That's how dieting is. If you're going to survive in a diet, you're going to know how to hide the good food, baby. Come on. Yes. Yes. So, I'm not sure where I stand. So I hide. <laughs> I'm not sure where I stand, so I hide. How many of you have ever been around a dog that's done something bad? You walk in and the dog's done something bad, you know. Maybe tore up something, maybe messed up something, maybe you just messed. You know what I'm talking about. But you walk in, you're like, hey, what's up, Smirky? And what does he do? He doesn't run and jump up on you like, hey, I'm glad you're home, buddy. You know, no, what does he do? He goes and he hides. Why? Because at that moment, he knows he's messed up, and he doesn't quite know where he stands with you. Come on. There's a lot of people like that, too. When they mess up, they run and hide. Run away from God. Run away from his presence. Run away from his goodness. Run away from his grace. Run away from his mercy. Because they are thinking, I don't know where I stand with him. Well, you need to know where you stand with him. Oh, I don't want to get into it. We'll get into it. It's going to be so good. That'll be about 1245. We're going to get there, okay? If you're a follower of Christ, you've been adopted into the family of God through Christ. And you are God's son and you are God's daughter. And when you realize that, you won't hide from him. You will run to him because you know that he is for you. I love the way my, my two oldest kids, I love the way, and I don't want to embarrass them, but I love the way that they are. I love the way their, their mom has done something right in the raising. Because I love the way they are. When they mess up, they don't run away from us and try to hide it. They run to us. Why? Because they know mom and dad is for them is for them. There still might be discipline. There still might be things we have to go through, but they know that mom and dad is for them. We, they know we're for them. 
God is for you. And some may be in here this morning, we've been hiding from God whether we realize it or not. We've been disconnected from the family of God. We've been disconnected from the word of God. We're feeling bad about ourselves, disconnected from God himself, not talking to him, not acknowledging him. And the reality is we've been hiding. But when you realize he is for you, you won't hide from him. You will run to him. Come on, someone say amen. Amen. The second perspective change, and I need you to hang with me. Don't run out. Don't scream blasphemy. Hang with me. Okay, when I realize that God is for me, I don't live for God's approval. Hear it quiet? I live from God's approval. Okay, everyone's like, you don't have to explain, preacher. Okay, I don't live for God's approval. I get to live from God's approval. And this is a game changer. When I realize that God is for me, Okay, Romans 5.8 says this, that God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ loved us so much that when we didn't deserve anything from him, he showed us love through the death and resurrection of his son. That's how much Christ is for you, how much God is for you. And so for those of you that walk around always afraid, well, I did, I did good today. God, 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 God loves me. I did good. Today. Oops, I messed up. God, God, God's upset with me. Oh, I made a mistake. God really is mad at me. Oh, I helped someone out. Okay, I'm getting better. God loves me. Oh, I made a mistake. God's mad at me. God, he doesn't want anything to do with me. No, no, no. When you, when you realize that God is for you, you don't live for his approval, but you get to live from his approval. Because listen, there is nothing, nothing, no thing that you can do as a human being to accept the approval or to earn the approval of God Almighty. But there was something that his son did upon a cross over 2,000 years ago as he hung there and gave his life and bled his blood and shed his blood for me that approves me into the family of God. It's not me. It's not my works. It's not what I did and how good I am at it. It's how good Jesus was and what he did and my acceptance of who he is and what he's doing in my life. Come on, somebody. That's good. And when you accept that, you don't have to live always wondering, is God mad? Is God upset? Is God this? Is God that? No, you get to live from his approval. It's like a child who recognizes that his parents love him or her just for who they are, not what they do. When my daughter hits the basketball court, I don't say, baby, you better put 10 points in that bucket tonight or you don't have a place to sleep. You're no longer a cloud. You better have a good ball game tonight or you're no longer part of this family. We got a reputation to uphold. Now she's earning, she's trying to work for the approval of her dad. And when she messes up, what's she doing? Oh my goodness, my dad's so mad at me. My dad's sitting up in the stands, I can hear him yelling. That's not what it's about. She knows when she steps on the court, she don't get to live for the approval of her father. She gets to live from the approval of her father. And when she messes up, that's still my baby girl. You mess with her, I will mess you up. You know? She doesn't live for the approval of her father. She lives from the approval. And so many people are walking around trying to live for the approval of God. And they got so much weight and so much uh, just, just tying them down. We're such performance addicts that we live in constant tension because we don't recognize that God is 
for you. God is for us. And when we realize that he's for us, we'll stop living under the tension and the legalism and instead live from the approval of my father. When I get to live from the approval of my father and not for the approval of my father, man, life is so much better. Come on, somebody. Life is good. And so I know that sounds kind of radical. You're like, man, that, that, I don't know. If I, but listen, God doesn't want you to live for his approval. He wants you to live from his approval. He already approved you through the sacrifice of his son. Yes. 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 Eight pounds ago, I couldn't have done that. He already approves you through Christ. Yes, he does. Yes. Through Christ. And therefore, you can live in the confidence of who he's called you to be. Yes. Jared, I mess up. I know, so do I. <laughs> Join the club. Jared, I've had the same addiction for this many years. I, I know. I know. And guess what? Your father, he wants to help you with that. Yes, he does. We're not excusing that. We're not saying, well, I guess I get to stay. You know, I was having an affair, and now I get to keep having an affair because I'm living from the approval. No, 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 come on, somebody. Yeah. We're not going to take it and run with it crazy. Yeah. But we get to live from the approval of our Father. Oh, yes, and from yeah. that approval. Now, there's yeah. changes to be made. There's things that need to be addressed. I understand all that. Yes. Okay? But we can't go all of our life trying to live for the approval at some point, you got to understand, man, it's time to live from the approval. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's yes. good. Amen. Come on, if you believe that, put your hands together this morning. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. And number three, and this is a massive game changer. When you realize that God is for you, you won't fear what happens in you because you know that God is, you won't fear what happens to you because you know that God's working in you. When I realize that God is for me, I don't fear something I don't understand that's happening to me because I understand God is working in me. I love this portion of scripture in Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know that all things, someone shout all things. things. That's the good things, the bad things, the things we're happy that happen, the things we wish never happened. Our God is so much for you that in all things, God works, oh, come on. God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yes. In all things. He loves you so much, he works in all things. Yes. In the good and the bad, in the ups and the downs, in the down and the outs, in the fats and the thins. Come on. Right. Right. He works for it all. Yes, he does. We serve a God who is so much for us and he is so good that he works in all things to bring about good in your life. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and act according to his good purpose. Yes. And this is a massive game changer. Because some of us right now, we're going, why is this happening, God? Why are we going through this? Yes. You could do something about this, and God, it seems like you're not. But just get real. Right. God, you could do it, and it just seems like you're not... One day, we're going to realize God is actually working in you so he can do something through you. Yes. Yes. He's working in you. And I want you to understand, if God is for you, who can be against you? Yes. And there is nothing, nobody, no place that can stop the promises and the purposes of God in your life. Amen. And if you're facing something right now that you don't like, man, I understand that. I want you to know, I, I, I get it. 
I understand setbacks. But what I have come to realize is that sometimes those setbacks are setups for what God wants to do even greater in my life. Those setbacks have been setups. And if there's anything in me that's strong today, if there's any character that's real in me today, if there's any faith that's deep in me today, if there's a resolve that's deeply grounded in the truth of Christ today, it was not born through the good time. It was born in the trial and in the test and the things I thought, God, I don't want to go through. And yet he's faithful. He's faithful. Because God was working in me in that time so that he could work through me in the days to come. I love him, and he loves me, and I'm called according to his purpose. And so since that all fits, I can sit back and I can trust that God's going to work it all out for my good. Come on. When I look back, I realize God's been with me in my yesterdays. My God has been for me in my yesterdays. And since God's been with me in my yesterdays and God's been for me in my yesterdays, I can trust God with all my tomorrows. I can trust him with all my tomorrows. And when you realize that, when you realize that he is for you, he is for you, you you don't run away from God. You don't hide from God. You run to him. You don't live for his approval. You get to live from his approval. And you don't worry about what happens to you because you know he's working in you. In you. Thank you, Jesus. That's good stuff. I got saved all over again when God downloaded this into my heart. It's it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Good stuff. God is for you. God is for me. He's for us. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We ask the worship team if they would to go ahead and come back at this time. If you would just get ready with great are you Lord this morning. But Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. And I pray that your spirit would land deep within our hearts and that we would truly believe in your goodness. God, that we would enter this year believing in your goodness, believing that you are for us. You're for us us as individuals. You're for us as a church body. You are for Elm Grove. You are for our ministry as you're for what we are doing in our, in our community. And you're for what the Holy Spirit's doing in our heart. And so God, this morning, we just thank you that you're for us. With every head bowed and every eye closed, there may be some here this morning and say, you know what, I'm not really sure where I stand with God. We talked about how a lot of times we run and we hide when we don't know where we stand. I know so many people who grew up like I did in church, but later on things happen. And you begin to wonder, what do I really believe? Does my life really matter? Is there really even a God? And is he good? And if he's good, can I trust him? And I I want you this morning to understand this. That God is for you. But there's something that's against you. And that's our sin. Our sin nature is against us and it's against God. 
And because we've sinned against the holy God, our sin separates us from God. But here's the good news. God is so much for you that while we were still sinners, he gave his life for us. His one and only son. He sent him, he who is without sin, to become sin for us, to die on a cross, to be raised from the dead, so that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and will be forgiven. God is for you. And this morning, he wants you to run to him. Run for grace. Run for mercy. Run for goodness. Run for forgiveness. That's why you're here today. Because the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart. You would say, you know what, Pastor? I've, I've never made that commitment to follow Jesus Christ. Or maybe you once have, but you know this morning your life is not where it needs to be. You know this morning you have gone astray. But the Bible says he'll leave the 99 and come find the one. And this morning he's left the flock to come find you. Because he wants you. And he's for you. Jared, you don't know everything I've done. That's right, and I don't have to know. But he does. And before you ever did it, he gave his life for you. He knew you'd do it. And he wanted a way to get you back in relationship with God. So he sacrificed himself for this moment here today. Pastor Jared, I need to start this new year in relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not there, and I need to be. I need that relationship today. Will you raise your hand on the count of three? One, two, three. Anybody? Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Awesome. Praise your name. You hear this morning and say, I'm not hiding from him. I'm running to him. I need his grace. I need his forgiveness. Today I know he can turn me around. We're here to pray with you. We're here to pray with you. So I'm going to ask everyone to stand at your feet with me this morning. And we had three that raised their hand. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But this morning, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to pray this prayer with me. And I'm going to ask everyone in this congregation, if you would, to pray this prayer with me. And in this time, you that raise your hand, I don't want these to be words that come from my mouth. I want these to be words that flow from your heart. As today, we believe that you're getting things right. You're coming into relationship with the Heavenly Father who is for you. Amen. Everyone in this place, just repeat this simple prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, Father, forgive me my sin. sin. I believe Jesus died died so I could live. So So today, fill me with your spirit spirit. so I can serve you you. for the rest of my life. life. I give my life to you, Jesus. I I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And wash away everything that doesn't please you. I thank you for this new life. And I give you mine. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to continue bowing your heads. and you bow your heads this morning, this time of year can be very uplifting and a fun time of year for a lot of people. What we just came out of with Christmas and the holidays and New Year's and a start to this new year. But for others, it can be a dark time. For others, it can be a challenging time. Maybe right now you're facing significant trials or challenges in your life, and maybe everything's even been kind of okay. But there's something in you that's not okay. And you just need spiritual encouragement today. You need to feel and to believe deep within you that God is for you. You are saved. You're on your way to heaven. You have a relationship with God. But you just want to be reminded today, God is for me. Jared, I've been going through this. I've been going through this trial. I've been going through this challenge. I've been going through this test. I've been going through this in my life. and I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But, but today, I, I know God's for me. I know he's in all of this that I don't understand. I know he's working good in all this so he can work good through me. And so I, I, just, I, I just want to make that declaration today. That, that God, I trust you. I trust you. I, I, I haven't really trusted you up until today, but through this word today, God, I trust you. I trust you. And, and so today, if you need the favor of God, the goodness of God, and you really want to believe that he's for you today, I, I, I just want to see your hand right now. Just slip that hand up right now. God's for me. God's for, yeah. Hands up all across the building. Hands up all across the place. God's for me. God's for me. God's for me. God's for you. God's for you. God loves you. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a destiny for you. He has something great waiting for you. God's not through with you yet. God's not putting you on the back shelf. God's not forgotten you. God's not forsaken you. God is with you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But he will lead you and guide you and direct you into all truths and all ways. He knows what you're going through. It hasn't slipped past his eyes. It hasn't slipped past his hands. And he's got the answer waiting for you this morning. I believe it with all my heart. God is for me. And God is for you. Amen. He's for us. So God, you're going to do something. You're going to do something great and something mighty in all the hands that were raised and all the lives that were represented. And God, just with this simple act of faith and this simple act of encouragement, this simple act through this word this morning, you're going to restore to us hope today. We believe for hope to be restored, for peace to be restored, for purpose to be restored, because God, you are for me. I'm running to you. You're for me. I'm not running away from you. You're for me. God, I love you. You're for me. You're for me. And so God, I honor you today with my heart, and I honor you today with my life, and I honor you with my lips. God, bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. If you believe that this morning, I want you to look up at me, and I want you to say this, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I don't want these to be words that flow from my mouth to your ears and out of your mouth. I want these to be words that flow from your heart to the heavens above and to the devil below. Let him know, God is for me. Come on, say it with me. God is for me. Come on, say it again. God is for me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God is for me. Look at your other neighbor and tell them, God is for me. 
Some of you just need to be, you just need, you just need to, you just need to be reminded God's for you. God's for you. He's not against you. He loves you. And he has good things in store for you. Amen? Amen. One more time. Shout as loud as you can. God is for me. Shout aloud. Yes, he is. Let the devil know God's for me. And if he's for me, who can be against me? Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for the word of God this morning.